Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. In today's program, Martha and Matilda, two nursing home residents, wander away. I meet up with them and a robber at the New Garden Honeysuckle Cafe. In our Bible lesson, we'll be talking about the timing of the Great Tribulation. Well, Jacob, I was on my way to the post office when this interesting newspaper article about museums in the New Garden Gazette caught my eye. I like museums too, Grandpa. Good boy, Caesar. I think Caesar wants a car ride. Do you want a car ride, Caesar? Grandpa, do you think you can drop us off in downtown New Garden or you go to the post office? Sure. Do you want to come too, Maria? Definitely, Grandpa. I could use a break from all this homework. Come on, Caesar. Let's get in the truck. I'll pick you both up right here in front of the library in about 30 minutes. All right. Come on, Jacob. Let's go get some jelly beans from the Honeysuckle Cafe. You mean the one that's right here in the library? No. They don't have any here. I mean the main one, around the corner from the New Garden Nursing Home. I'm going to go to the restroom, Jacob. Can you wait here for a minute? Here's a couple quarters so you can get the jelly beans for us. Okay, but hurry up. We have to get back to the library. I know, I know. I sure like your hair, Matilda. All piled up on your head in a bun. <laughs> it took half a can of hairspray. Aren't we having a good time? This is the ladies' room. You're in the wrong restroom. Oh, no, I'm not. Hand over your purse, little girl. Hey, you with the funny hairdo. Hand over your purse, You get too. going now. Martha and I need our bags. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh, no. Matilda, oh, are you all right? I think your hair bun protected you from that young man. He took all of our purses. Let's call the police. Come on, little girl, you can get out now. That robber got all three of our purses, but he's gone. You can get off off the floor now. No, I'm, I'm too scared. That's an interesting sweatshirt. Let me let me read that. Judgment Day, May twenty first, twenty eleven. I thought nobody could know the day or the hour when Christ is going to return because the Bible says he's coming as a thief in the night. And I believe it's uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 and 2. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Well, it is true that for the 1955-year duration of the New Testament churches, from 33 A.D. to 1988, that was the case. 
as you just quoted in 1 Thessalonians 5.1. But are you aware that the phrase times and seasons is only used in one other place in the New Testament, which incidentally is speaking about Christ's return? No, I didn't. Where's that found? Well, let me read a passage to you from my Bible here. It's Acts 1, 6 through 8. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But if Christ is not coming as a thief in the night, there is no element of surprise. You are correct that the true believers who are expecting him to return on May 21st, 2011, will not be surprised as we learn from 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 5. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Sadly, the average non-believer will not be expecting him either. However, the ones who are saying he can come at any time and I'm ready to meet him are the very ones who most likely are members of a church or denomination and are in spiritual darkness and to their utter astonishment and horror will not be raptured on May 21st, 2011. How can that be? They're part of a church. The reason they are in spiritual darkness or blindness is because they don't really believe what the Bible teaches about how God is no longer utilizing the churches and denominations. In the same way that he is no longer using the Jewish synagogues as the physical representation of the kingdom of God on earth, they fail to understand that the true church or bride of Christ is the eternal church which consists of all the elect. In fact, God has abandoned the institutional churches and furthermore has fulfilled Satan's desire to rule there. Additionally, they cling to the false notion that we cannot know anything about the timing of Christ's return and to investigate such matters amounts to heresy. Sorry it took me a little longer at the post office. There was quite a line and the man next to me commented on my May 21st, 2011 Judgment Day sweatshirt and was asking me questions about Christ coming as a thief in the night. Thanks for telling us about your discussion, Grandpa. But I, um, have something I need to tell you about. I appreciate you telling me all this, Maria. I'm just grateful that nobody got hurt by God's mercy. Look, Grandpa, their pictures got on the second page of the New Garden Gazette and not on the front page. Oh, I see. (laughs) 
That's quite a hairstyle Matilda has. And you said they both had wandered away from the nursing home? Wow, Maria, you look as white as a sheet. Yeah, I was pretty scared, Grandpa. In preparing for today's Bible study, what happened to Maria, Martha, and Matilda reminded me about the Ark of the Covenant that was stolen during the days of Eli the priest and Samuel. Maria, can you read Psalm 78, 60 to 61, please? Sure, Grandpa. Psalm 78, 60 through 61. So that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. What's that talking about, Mr. Gunther? Well, Nehemiah, the tabernacle or tent was in a city called Shiloh. It was there for about 300 years, and the Ark of the Covenant was also there. Do any of you remember in what part of the tabernacle it was in? I know, Mr. Gunther, in the Holy of Holies. Yes, that is correct, Esther. Good job. What's the Ark, Mr. Gunther? The Ark represented the glory of God, Jonah, as well as the tabernacle or tent, which God instructed the Israelites to make in the wilderness under the leadership of Moses. Didn't the tent eventually fall apart? Yes, Maria, it did, but it lasted for well over 300 years, and then, under King Solomon, the actual temple building was constructed. In Psalm 78, 60-61, it says that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh. Can you explain that? Yes, I'll try to, Jacob. In the year 1068 B.C., in the days of Samuel, the Philistines threatened Israel. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, wickedly took the ark out of the Holy of Holies and brought it into the front line of battle. Can you read 1 Samuel 4.10, Nehemiah and Esther? Can you take verse 11, please? Okay, 1 Samuel 4.10. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. And there was a very great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. Let's see, verse 11. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. Thank you, Nehemiah and Esther. That was great reading. Now, this terrible event means that Shiloh had been utterly forsaken by God. Never again did the ark come to Shiloh. Maria, can you read Jeremiah 7, 14 through 15, please? All right, Grandpa. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein ye trust, and unto the place which I gave to you and to your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. Grandpa, what does it mean when it says he delivered his strength into captivity? The ark be stolen. That's right, Jonah. You got it. Super. How long was it stolen for, Mr. Gunther? For seven months, Nehemiah. And seven is a very important number when it comes to talking about the various examples of great tribulation. Just like the 70 years in which Judah was in captivity... 
to Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Let's wait, It is a time of trouble, Jonah. Many don't want to listen to the word of God. It is trouble for the true believers because just like Christ suffered, they suffer as the Bible is an enemy land in Satan's land. Is there any hope? Yes, Esther. The hope came at the end of the 70 years for the Jews. When Cyrus, a Medo-Persian king, announced that the Jews could go back to the land. A few captives went back and then more and more went back. Eventually, the walls were rebuilt by Nehemiah. Nehemiah built the wall. <laughs> no, it was another Nehemiah, Jonah. The prophet Daniel later told us that the wall would be built and the streets even in troublesome times. And today the gospel goes out into all the world and on May 21st, 2011, according to very precise prophecy, the Lord Jesus will return. Those who are not truly saved are now being prepared for judgment during this time of great testing. Oh look, a police car just pulled up. Here's your daughter's purse, Mr. Gunther. The man didn't get very far. Thank you so much, Officer Muldoon. No problem, lassie. All in a day's work. Well, boys and girls, it looks like we've come to the end of another program. We hope you enjoyed it. And be sure to tune in next week when we learn something new from the Bible. For a free audio CD of today's program, write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, Doing Goods. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Bye-bye.